1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. All right, full house in store for you today, so get ready for people talking all over each other and uh, mass chaos in the I'm Rewind studio. Here. So who is this guy to the right? I'm back. I know. It's like, uh, what? Wait, there's another person in here? Wait, it's crowded well, in here now. I can I can breathe, so I can come in and talk to you guys. Holy uh, moly, was that a rough one. Jeff Honnold back in after uh, feeling a little under the weather and just other life getting in the way, right? Uh, pneumonia. Oh, uh, I picked. I got. I got pneumonia. Then threw COVID over top just because I wanted. To, I wanted to make sure I got it good. So. You do it upright. I did. Thanks to Doctor Perkins for keeping. Actually, thanks for Doctor Perkins' nurses for keeping me alive. He didn't do much for me, but they, they did all right. <laughs> but uh, got to go back in. Still fighting a pneumonia a little bit, but yeah, I got pneumonia. We figured out December sixth, and uh, COVID hit me about the twelfth. So yeah, I did. I did a good job. If you're gonna do it, just make sure you. And my wife. Oh, happy birthday to my wife, by the way. Is it today her birthday? Yep, she's 21 today. Okay. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Lisa. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. her birthday today, and she uh, she did a great job of nursing me back to health. I'm trying to figure out why. I thought maybe she'd take the money and run, but she, she kept me alive. <laughs> You know, there's nothing like getting on the air and calling out your doctor in the yes. first minute that you're on the air. Yes. He came in dressed as Buddy the Elf with the wig and everything and hopped into my room. <laughs> so yes, I'm calling him out. All right. All right. Uh, I don't know what's going to hurt him worse. Lisa does not like having her name on the radio, and he brought it up less than a mm-hmm. minute up back on the air too. What's her birthday? I don't get into that very often. Yeah. So we had the bowl challenge going on, and yes. uh, yeah, we're all on pins and needles. I, I led for wow. a day. <laughs> you want my first place first uh, bracket trophy? No, no. no? Okay. No, I, I do have to laugh because he sends. I sent out this text last Saturday morning, New Year's morning, <laughs> and said, "Here's the current standings." And uh, he sends this text back. Cream rises to the top. By the end of the day, he was in about fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was coming, but I just had to. You know, it, it's one of those deals you have to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, if, I can. If cream rises to the top. What sinks to the hat to the midway point halfway through? That that would be all the rest of <laughs> it. <be> yeah. <laughs> um, here's the current standings. Uh, Tyler Bruner, uh, our assistant sports director here at the radio station, currently sitting. In first place right now wow. with, with 140 points. Yep. The other TB, not Tom Brady, Tyler Bruner. Yes, wow. absolutely. Trying to win his first. First time he's been in this, and he and he's trying to win it. Now, uh, our news director, Nathan Cones, who also is the host of our scoreboard show on, on Friday nights during the football season, is in a, a, a kind of a, a jumbled mess of a tie for, for, for second place right now with 130 points. Austin Stolk, the head, one of the co-head coaches for the Arweva football team, tied for second. Terry Kaspabauer, who helps us out here on the radio, is also tied for second. And uh, Jim Oliter, who is a uh, part of the uh, Friday night's uh, New A Ford scoreboard show during the football season, all tied right now with 130 points. That's um, a whole bunch of the scoreboard crew right there. It is. Absolutely. Maybe they know more than we do. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's because they get to have those conversations with the coaches every Friday night. I think that's, oh, what that's what's making them smart. Wait a minute. Yes. Aren't so, most of the coaches down towards the bottom? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so whatever they say, do the opposite? Is that yeah, what you're trying I, to do? I think that oh, might okay. be what it is. All right, all right. Ryan Steinkamp from uh, Kemper sitting right now with 125 points. Nate Wall, who helps us out do some play-by-play, sitting with 120 points. Nick Brinks. One of our broadcasters as well, sitting with 120 points. Craig Rowetter, the head coach for the Carroll football team, with 120 points. Brian Case, the head football coach up at South Central Calhoun, also with 120 points. Mr. Honnold over here has got 120 points. Uh, Eric McCullough, the head coach for Sac County, sitting with 115 points. I'm at 110 points. Got Mark Fieldmeyer. We haven't uh, heard John's name yet. 
No, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. getting closer to the bottom. <laughs> Grab a pillow. Get comfortable. Just, just wanted to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm stunned with the 15 seconds of prep that I didn't thought that I put into my picks. I, I, I didn't do well. What? You're, you took about as long as I did then. I just kind of went yeah. down and wrote yeah. names. And, yeah. and I literally had to take a picture of it and send it to you because it was right on the deadline yes. of entering. Yes. Mark Fielmeyer, who helps us out broadcast, of course, uh, has got 105 points. Jeff Story Hanna, the photographer that helps us out here in the area, he's got 105 points. Sherry did that because there's no way he knew anything. Yeah, he probably <laughs> threw a dart or flipped a yeah. coin is probably yeah. how he did it. Yeah. Isaac Schaefer, uh, one of the other co-head coaches over at Arweave, has got 95 points. Uh, Chris Moore down at Coon Rapids Bear, the football coach, has got 90 points. Tom Hawkap, he started out 0 for 4. Hmm. So Tom, of course, helps mm-hmm. us out broadcast, but yeah. he is now sitting with 85 am I, am points. Am I going to be in the next five minutes? John, you okay. got 85 right. points. Yep. You're tight so, with Hall Cap? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And Cole Corson. I saw Cole last night. He was down scouting with the Glidden girls at the ACGC at Coon Rapids Beard basketball game. So he goes, yeah, I'm kind of low. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you're almost down at the bottom, Cole. Mm-hmm. But he's got, not the bottom. Not the bottom. Uh, we have right now a two-way tie for last. The weird thing is it was our football coach of the year this year last year, Sean Burks from Audubon, one of those tied for last right now with 80 points. That's because he, he never watches college. He's sitting watching yeah. game film well, on Saturdays. Well, he's always at Iowa. He goes to all the all Iowa right, games. Right. So, And then uh, and then uh, Corey McCarville from ICAM Manning also tied for last place right now with 80 points. And Corey, you know, you hate to – this is his first year getting to do this for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for football. Uh, first year as the head coach down oh, there. No, in no, the, no, we're not even nice uh, to him. Yeah, no, and the poor guy's kind of sitting down <laughs> in the basement right now. So first-timers are on the top and on the and bottom. on the bottom. All right. Yeah, I made the mistake of, of believing in Michigan, believing in Jim Harbaugh, because I took them to win the national championship. Thought ah, they're kind of on a roll. They just beat Ohio State. Alabama is not quite the Alabama that people yeah. expected, and Georgia just just is Georgia. I mean, I don't, I don't trust Georgia for anything. They they both of those games on Saturday late afternoon and Saturday night were one at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the yeah. ball, and yeah, Alabama and Georgia dominated. Um, domi- absolutely. Absolutely dominated. That's football, uh, though. I mean, we all know that. Absolutely. You you got your run shoots that maybe try to beat that, but man, if you can win in the trenches, it is really hard to beat somebody like that. That's where I thought Michigan would be stand up a little better. I mean, they just came out and just laid an egg. Mike, and and I know I'm going to make Big Ten fans upset with me here. Not the SEC East is terrible this year, besides Georgia. Kentucky, I think, was decent. But Kentucky impressed me. I think I, their I future they were looks really good, yes. My question with the Big Ten, and part of this is Nebraska was not real great this year. I love them. Um, I love those guys to death. But they were not great. But you know, we played with everybody, and that made me question how good even the top of the conference was. I don't know if the top. I think the Big Ten is very balanced. I think there's a lot of teams, but I think there's a lot of mediocrity in the Big Ten this year, and and you, you had your Ohio States and your Michigans that were a little above that, but I didn't think the top of the Big Ten was as good as the top of the SEC. Now, I think the bottom of the SEC is by far worse than what the bottom of the Big Ten is, so I think the Big Ten top to bottom is stronger. I, I would agree. I, I, think I the Big don't Ten, think the Big Ten was real great at the top. You saw that with Ohio State, yep. you know, with Utah in Michigan. I, I, I agree. I don't think those two that we usually count on to be our horses, Penn State wasn't much yep. this year, uh, you know, Iowa has an awful offense. I mean, junior high-style offense. And 
at one time were, were well, they made the Big Ten championship. So yep. that tells you that the Big Ten on the top side was a little rough. By the way, I, I did look on Twitter while the Iowa game was on, and Brian Ferentz was trending, which yes. is never a good sign when your offensive coordinator is trending. But I, I go back, I think I saw Keith Murphy, Murphy on uh, WHO, I think, said, uh, it's exactly the offense that Kirk wants. Yes, it is. Otherwise, it is. I mean, it's not Brian yep. Ferentz no, that's Brian. you know yeah. going to say, no. I want to do this and that. It's Kirk Ferentz at the top saying, this is the offense we're going to run, call the plays in this way. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, is yes, Spencer Petrus is not you know, good. He's not a Caleb, good. He's not a Caleb <laughs> Williams, let's say he's that. He's not good. But, but at the same time, how many quarterbacks? I have sat here and listened to Iowa fans for most of my life, especially the time that Kirk's been the head coach, complain about the quarterbacks not being very good or the coordinators not being very good. Like you just said, John, that's their system. That's mm-hmm. the style. That's the way you guys play. It's not just that Petrus isn't great. It's because your style probably doesn't allow him. But I don't think he's very good. He's not I, good. He's not very he, good. He, no, he, but, he gets scared. And he makes but I don't think all of the blame falls on him. You also got no, to go for that. Uh, four I mean, of the five guys up front, probably not real good. You got the best lineman in the country. Yeah, too young. But, on a, on but, I, but I don't think you were real great up front, and that doesn't help a quarterback it, who's maybe well, not And you're not, you're not going to help in recruiting a quarterback when you run this style of offense. Yes. They're not going to showcase their ability. Let's face it, every quarterback yep. that's signs on that level, yep. wants to go to the NFL, wants to be the star, you know, yep. and, and throw the football around. They're just not going to do it. You're going to get linemen, yeah. tight end, yep. uh, linebackers, and D-backs. Your tight yeah. ends love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Your wide receivers, maybe not so much. But, yeah, the running backs and tight ends, that's where it is at Iowa. And with that line, I, that's why I would have gone to the other quarterback. He's a little more mobile, give you a little more now, but The thing I look at is, is they're in practice every day, and if they don't see that he's better, I watched him for three quarters against Nebraska. If you guys don't put Petrus back in against us, you don't beat us. I, I, uh, you know, so I don't think your backup's any better than your starter. Typically, in most in most places, I would agree with you. But Kirk Ferentz is loyal to a fault. He yeah. would, he will go down with the ship being loyal. So that's hard for me to to say that because I'm but saying, that, again, it, I'm saying it based off of what I saw the kid against Nebraska. You guys were better when Petrus came in the game against us than you were when, when Petrus was I'm on still the back bench. to the fourth so. and one. Put a running back on her center if you're scared to do a quarterback sneak. Yeah. But do a, you you got to go. You're, you're in a bowl game. Who cares? Go for yeah. the fourth and one. You know, what's funny is, though, is that uh, who who hires the assistants at Iowa? Is, the, is it the uh, technically the AD or the head coach? The head coach chooses the head coach who they coach, want. Yep. Unless they're related. Yep. <laughs> no, so Brian, Brian is Brian is yeah. technically underneath Barta. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that I mean, it, it would be up to Barta basically to fire Brian Ferentz. Right. Yes. Uh, do you do you think that's ever going to happen? I mean, is he the heir apparent at no. Iowa? No. 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 He was until maybe two years ago. I've been hearing rumors of him taking some uh, interviews uh, in the MAC and some other places. So. So, I guess so the, the odds are Brian Ferentz is going to move to a head coaching job or something else I would uh, so. at another school before he's ever gotten rid of at Iowa. I would think so, yes. and, and Kirk is just going to continue to go on, as always. Correct. Okay. I mean, that just, and then they'll probably put Ken O'Keefe back at, at uh, coordinator, and I can quit watching. So, and you'll so be really I, happy. I, I, I will become a Nebraska fan. Everybody complaining about Brian Ferentz has no point whatsoever. No, no, no. So there you go. We should have Dan Palmeroy came on, because I talked to him yesterday down at the Coon game, uh, before the Coon game, and... He had some really good input uh, as as another Iowa guy, diehard Iowa guy that you know. Um, so, but we maybe we should have him on. Mm-hmm. And being a Bears fan, so I get to Saturdays and Sundays same <laughs> oh, the wow. same the same thing. So it's really t- it's like in stereo for me. It's really hard. Most people look forward to the weekend. Yeah, not no. Jeff Arnold. Nope. nope. <laughs> I, I love defense, so I really enjoyed watching the defensive side. But the offense, you know, can, can you at least 
struggled to a football first down? football season's hard at the Honold it House. It is very right hard now. at the Honold House. So I read this morning too that there's what three thousand high or college athletes in the transfer portal right now. Yep. I read that uh, there's a, a I think the University of Florida I think it was they are now creating a position where it's uh, like a VP of college personnel. Right. Uh, so they're they're actively their full time job will be looking at the portal yep. and saying who can we get here. Yep. A lot of folks I know just say they hate the portal can't stand it. I think it's not a bad thing for the athletes if they're in a tough situation, but you know it, it's it's going to be a way that college football is going to have to figure out a way around it because now you got Caleb Williams from Oklahoma saying I might transfer. Yeah, and I've got mixed emotions about it. The the, the goofy thing about the whole Caleb Williams thing, he announces yesterday. Dylan Gabriel, who had been the starter at Central Florida, had announced already that he was going to UCLA. He was on the UCLA campus. Classes started yesterday. He had not attended a class yet. Then Caleb Williams announces that he's going into the portal at Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel jumped on a plane and is now at Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the new world of college football. Welcome to what NIL, welcome to what the transfer portal is going to be doing. There was a writer that posted it yesterday. Every college football player is a free agent after every season from now on. Absolutely, they are. And yeah. and, and, and I don't think that's going to be good. No. Nope. For college football, there, I, I think not could that be, I'm completely I think against that, the that could be an advantage for teams like Iowa or Iowa State who have great culture in their programs. Like I said, five star culture right. is what uh, Brees Hall said. So it could benefit them to be that way. I mean, where they build the program around those athletes, they feel a little more commitment to it uh, than some of the other ones that are saying, eh, you're just another athlete. We can find somebody to replace you. Right. That's what's going to cause a guy to transfer. Also, I think it's fair, it's a, it's a good deal for the kids that are never going to see playing time. They deserve to go someplace else to be able to play. And like I said, I've got mixed emotions. I I I understand kids should if, if coaches can leave, if if Chip Kelly can walk out on Notre Dame before their mm-hmm. bowl game, then you know, if Lincoln Riley can walk out on Oklahoma and take another job, then I understand how kids should be able to do it. I I, I do think it's a little bit out of control. I think if you've mm-hmm. got that many kids in the portal, I, you know. Kids jumping from school to school to school. I, I, I there's there needs to be something. There I think, might have to be a put a limit on how many yep. times you can transfer. Yeah. Um. You know, I you look at that and I agree. I, I one, I the Urban Myers of the world, the, the, the I'll call it lion scumbags that go out there and tell these eighteen year old kids anything they want to hear to get them there just because they want don't want somebody else to have them. And once they're there, they're, bury them. they're owned. Yes. Right. By bury them. Yeah. yeah. Bury them. And so. You know, I think I think there's been a lot of that over the years. I think this evens that out, and, and being you've able always to leave. been able to transfer though. That's the thing. But you'd have to always, sit. You'd have to sit. And you, and you can lose a year, and you can do it yeah. this way. Now it's fair. I mean, they can go and play. If a coach can transfer and coach right away, they should be able to. But I don't like the fact that it's it's almost becoming like the JUCO, where you had uh, the the Snyder's of the world that all he did was just went down to the JUCOs and brought the kids in and got them for a year or two. Your Kirk said that too. Maybe we won't recruit high school kids anymore. We'll just go get these kids that are coming in a little more stable. Get a, get a year or two under their belt, and they can come in and play. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a programs. That's all they do. Yeah, because once you transfer, once you have to sit. Then if you transfer After, again, um, but you know, it's it's just one of those things that I think it's gotten a little bit out of control. Uh, I, yeah. I I think yeah, it's uh, well. Because of the, we always look at the high-profile names, right? And they're the ones that are going to garner all the attention. It's not some kid 
that is playing here and there, and you know, and he under the transfer pool, and nobody's going to pay attention to that kid. Right. You know, if, if somebody knows and realizes athletic ability, they'll talk about that. But it's the Caleb Williams of the world. It's right. the people like that that are going to get all the attention, and that's what we're going to judge the portal on, right? Not from the kids that really deserve to use something like that. Well, but let's also look at this, and it's the one thing that we never seem to want to talk about. How many kids throw their name into the portal? Then nobody wants them. They end up mm-hmm. not getting to play football anywhere else because. You know, they, they weren't good enough to go play somewhere else. And all of a sudden, their career's done where they could have been on scholarship at the university that they had originally went to, and they end up not getting taken. It's kind of the same thing of all these kids years ago that used to throw their name into the NBA draft coming out of high school. How many of them went undrafted and then couldn't go back in and play college basketball yeah. and, and, and get an education? But, so th- there's a bad side to all of it. But as some well. of those I like too, though, if they're going to some of the Macs. They're getting out of the, they're right. maybe getting out of the big power fives and going into right. a, maybe something. You know, the Doyle played right. for played for uh, uh, Baylor. Right. You know, his dad was in a bad situation. That was a terrible situation. Kid got out and you know started started at Baylor. I mean, right. you know, good for them. Oh, yeah. That's that's the kind of things. Yeah. That, so there's good and bad in both of it. But yep. there's going to yeah. have to be a little bit of rev limiter on it because it's kind of yeah. crazy. I remember talking to Casey Casperbauer, assistant coach up at USD. Yep. Uh, they had a they had a student up there, Stanley Amude, a basketball player, terrific yep. player. Uh, he entered into the transfer portal after his junior year. And they thought, well, he's gone. He's going somewhere. Turned around, pulled his name back out, and says, you know what? After thinking about it, you know, and looking at some other places, USD is where I want to be. Right. Re entered, you know, came back to USD. Uh, Casey goes, yeah, there was a big party after that right. <laughs> amongst the coaches. Oh, yeah. Had a huge senior year, graduated, and then went back into the portal. He's now playing for Arkansas. Right. He's living out his dream playing for a Power Five conference. That's a success story for the transfer Absolutely. portal. Absolutely. And there's going to be those. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so but I, I, yeah, it's, it, it remains to be seen whether it's going to be. Yeah, like I said, free agent every year for everybody, right? Or they put a cap on this, or or what they do, or is that is that a way to stop kids from opting out of bowl games if they don't want them to? Or I, I think the only way to get kids to opt out of bowl get to quit opting out of bowl games is to probably increase the amount of schools that are going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, because we've become a society that if you're not playing for the championship, games mm-hmm. don't matter anymore which burns me on the inside. I'm a competitor, so if I get a chance to go play, I want to go play. Anytime I get to be in between the white lines or in between the black lines, I just want to go play, and it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand the money aspect of but it. But we so saw I don't two of them the, get hurt. I mean, you know, Linderbaum. Oh, I know. And, uh, what, but, there, was another, there was another kid that had uh, But Linderbaum came back. I no, know. there was a kid that went down with a knee yeah, in one of the bowl games, too. I know. That, you know but, it's, there's but the both sides. What? But guess what? 700 people played that didn't get hurt that are still going to get drafted. We're all going to talk about the one or the two, but the 700 that'll get drafted mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it. i'm just to me it's about play the game go play enjoy it i i get the money aspect of it but you know what there's more to life than money and the other thing is is how many of these kids get drafted and then 30 years down the road they're broke anyway so all the money they made in the in the nfl or the nba it doesn't matter anyway wow <laughs> but I, I i can i can understand why kids do it though I, I, if you've got an nba if you're a Brees hall i understand completely yeah. Like I said, I, I understand yeah. it. I just, for me, it's just go play. Yeah, it could I, have know. happened at any game yeah, of the season absolutely. if you're looking at a devastating yeah. injury or something like that. Because now the discussion is, 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 okay, with NIL and with, with the ops out, okay, you're playing, Iowa's playing Rutgers and the game doesn't mean anything in week seven. How many players are going to start going, you know what? This game doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play in that game. Well, I'll play against Ohio State because yeah. that means something, but I'm not going to play against Rutgers because I don't want to get hurt. So, in other words, you play all season to get to that bowl game, to get to that Big Ten championship or that conference championship game, and then once you're there, you go to a bowl game and you go, no, I'm done. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's just ironic. It's well, it's just weird. And as Dan Pomeroy said yesterday, it's interesting that you know they have the meeting as the team before the season, and we're all in this together, and we're all this, and no matter what happens, we're in it together. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, the best players go, "Yep, I'm no longer part of the team anymore. Good good good, good luck in your bowl game, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. be with you anymore." No, there was I'm some. a captain. There was I'm some. I'm a they captain. Travel. I'll stand on the sidelines. I'll get all the benefits of being, but I ain't going to play with you. Yeah. There's a little bit of something to that. Now, the rest of the players are fine with it. Like I said, I get it. I just, I, I would like to see kids play. I just, you know. Yeah. It's, it, yeah we could sit here and debate this till you yep. know, forever and a day, and we'll never come to any kind of conclusion on anything because there I don't know if there is one. Right. By the way, one kid that did play, Tyler Miller, former Peyton Chardan, young man, started on the offensive line for Iowa State again in their bowl game against Clemson. Played well. extremely well. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Tyler. I remember covering him when he was in high school over at PC. So great kid. What a thrill. Uh, really happy for the young man. Yeah, there's a there's a kid that just would, would yep. kill to be in that bowl game. And Absolutely. So congratulations to him. By the way, uh, once again, we're going to talk more about the uh, state volleyball tournament coming up here and more. Uh, let's talk about uh, home improvements. Carol Lumber, you know how much time you spend in your kitchen? An average of 23 minutes to two hours a day. It comes to the meeting place in the house. You want to make it look the best it can. Let the professionals at Carol Lumber help you make your kitchen reflect your home. I mean, nothing improves your uh, home's value more than a great kitchen remodel. So if you look for new colors, new cabinets, new designs, talk with the great folks at Carol Lumber. They've got your answers for you. Carol Lumber, locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebilt, and Carol, they will help you out. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Of course, the house band, Bad Authority, bringing us back in here to KCIM Sports Rewind. By the way, podcast available of this show. If you want to hear us rant about the Why? college portal and <laughs> <laughs> the bowl challenge and all that, and boy, yeah, who totally wouldn't I'd, want to do that? Hondel just told me I sounded like Kirk Street, man. I'm not that bad. You know, <laughs> I like you know. her. Yeah, I, I like Kirby. I, I, I want everybody to understand, I have mixed emotions about it. I understand why they're out. There's just that part of mm-hmm. me that... As a kid that wanted to play all the time and just lived to play, I want to go play. Did you get to see New Year's Day uh, when they were at the Rose Bowl? Yep. And they looked over and they acknowledged that Herb Street's son was getting to suit up for Ohio State for the very first time at the Rose Bowl. And the pride in that oh, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the pride of a dad. That yep. Yep. My son gets to suit up. And, yep. it, you know, that was pretty cool. That was yep. Cool son, dad moment. Son realizing the dream and the dad seeing him follow in his footsteps. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Which is awesome. And by I way, like Kerb. He's Kirk good. By the way, he it's, good. it's Corso against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and and yeah. Desmond Howard, I don't know. And my, and my wife hates this show because it's three guys talking about stupid stuff. And mm-hmm. so I turned on the Mannings last night. I thought she was going to stroke. I mean, <laughs> do you want to talk about, they make us look smart. I mean, they have some really good insight, but the stuff they were talking about, they were talking with Snoop Dogg, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it, it kind of cracks me up, it though, it, to, to see those guys talking about something like just totally unrelated to football. It's and hard to watch a football game human, doing I it. They inter- I almost need to watch them separately because I can't watch the game. But. Yeah, yeah, it's hugely popular. It, yeah. Those cool. two I like guys it. are, yeah. Pretty, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's kind of great My wife stuff. did not Peyton's think that was a funny. character. 
Yeah, he is. Oh, he's yeah. good. Yeah, he, I mean, uh, in between all the endorsements he does, he's a pretty, I mean, pretty smart guy, pretty funny yes. guy. Too. He, could, yes. he could be another Madden if he really wanted to go into it. Oh, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to talk about high school sports. We probably should eventually, some point, <laughs> the show, since that's what it's all about. Uh, the board of directors for the uh, Iowa High School Girls Athletic Union uh, making a change with the state volleyball tournament. Yeah, we announced this back before Christmas. Just haven't had a chance to talk about it here on Rewind. Um, Going to be moving it to uh, to the Extreme Arena down in Coralville um, starting uh, this fall. Um, so congratulations to uh, the folks down in Coralville. Jeff, have you been there yet? I have not. I've been around it, through it, okay. but I have not been in it. But, you know, even looking there, I mean, there's there's more places to eat. Yep. There's more hotels choices right there. I mean, within walking distance, it's probably a lot better set up. It's a smaller arena. Well, it's going to be about the same type of arena but spread out more like the hockey style of arena right um, a little more intimate um, I think it's gonna be a really good setup for them just just the logistic part the hotels and the food I think that's probably one of the things we've complained about the most is when the games are over there's nowhere to eat in downtown um, Cedar well, Rapids a few places a we few, there are few bars. A few. there's yeah. usually bars yep um, and then the the hotel bar closes down a little early and it's yeah. just it, it really isn't set up for an event in downtown it's they're set up for a concert and people leave they're not set up for people to stay and right. and uh, i think this coralville one will probably be a really good move and I, that this it actually have more warm up space and stuff too they have more of a convention center type area so they have more areas where they can practice and that kind of stuff as well so the one question i've got this is where the hawkeyes play is there a bunch of Oh, it'll be black, black. You're and not gold. Going. Okay, yeah, that's I'm, what I wanted. <laughs> you, you, you can go do football. I'll cover it for you. You're out. You, you'd have the shakes. Yes. My feet still haven't recovered from going down to the girls' state tennis tournament a few years ago. They got burned walking around down there. You know, so <laughs> so reason being just uh, just different venue. Or was that was it that bad at Cedar Rapids that they decided they needed to make a change? Why now? I, the contract ran out, and, and I think a lot of the things that Jeff said: parking, hotel space. You know, um, having never been there, I don't even right. realize what the parking was yeah. like at Cedar Rapids. You had, you had to park in the parking garage if you got lucky. Otherwise, you had to park on streets maybe two, three, four, five blocks away. Yep. Um, hotels yeah, are actually closer to Highway 30. Right. Mm. So you yep. know, there's one hotel hooked with the with yep. the facility. Everything else was was away. So you had all those cars coming in to park and. Yep. It, it it was tough. That's why I liked the double tree. We were able to stay right there and. Just walk into the arena and everything, but uh, yeah, and I haven't been down to the place in Coralville. Haven't even they been have by one it. So similar. yeah, so but uh, sounds like it's going to be better for parking. And and I, you know, I'm almost wondering. It seemed like I didn't hear a lot of rumblings about complaints about Cedar Rapids until nope. after the flood, and they had to move it to the ice arena when you started kind of helping Correct. me do stuff. When and then when it came back is when I started hearing the frustrations and the complaints and and stuff. I think the only complaint you're going to hear from people now is is you know is that now all of a sudden those those people from Western Christian that tend to have to go down there every year that's a little farther haul um, you know uh, to go all the way over you know to, to Iowa City. So it, it's kind of moved it farther away from this part of the state. I'm sure if there's other teams out there that would rather than have them not go, they're just fine with right. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talked to uh, to Lisa Brinkmeyer. Um, yeah. We've talked numerous times about this subject. Yeah. Des Moines would be wonderful. Nap Center would just be phenomenal for it. But right. you know you got basketball and volleyball going yep. on there. Yep. Um, you know they, they talked about going down to the fairgrounds. Right. Uh, to the horse arena. Um, but they're just, you know, Hilton is too big. Yep. Um, you know, even 
even Wells Fargo. It's just too big, too too yep. spacious for what they wanted. So yep. I think they found it. I mean, this was built for volleyball. Yep. Um, it's a volleyball situation, so I, I think it's built and set up right. And, again, they got more practice space. So yes. instead of having to go out to the colleges and high schools when they're there to try to find a place to practice, they can actually practice right there. And, and they have, like, times. a big ballroom arena or whatever, yes. you know, that, that they, they can that the kids off. can they can section mm-hmm. off. And the kids go in and hit, but it's not like they have actual courts. Where here they can set up actual courts you know, next to where the actual yeah. matches are going on. That's, so that that be able is to really, really nice yep. yeah. to be able to do that. Because I mean, yep. if you're at that level, you want to be prepared for the match. You don't want to, you want to have all the luxuries that come with a facility like that. Well, and then you want to step back to our side of it. They weren't really set up for broadcasting anymore. No. Their no. phone lines and their wireless is iffy. And, I mean, it's a big concrete building. I think this new building's probably set up for... For the new technology, it'll probably be a lot better. Oh, and I'm hoping that they set us in a better spot. Um, oh, that'd be better. Yeah. So, just don't tell him you're with Honold. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, is he might help. You know, he's known enough down there that he might be able to help me still get in because you know what I want to wear down there. They may oh. not let me in. No. I will say this for any of my ten schools out there that play volleyball that we cover. If you make it, I will go. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to miss it as much as he, I, might, he yeah. might be wearing fire boots. <laughs> <laughs> so basketball, we're back into that season. Second yes. half underway last night. Uh, Coon uh, Rapids bared in action. We got uh, two games, but one postponed for tonight. Yes, um, we, we're going to have a doublehead. We'll have the Carroll games and the Kemper games coming up tonight. Uh, the Kemper games at Dennis and Slush will be here on KCM with Tyler Bruner. I'll have the uh, Carroll hosting Boone games on KKRL tonight. We'll also have our live video sponsored by uh, New way forward uh, coming up for you tonight. Just go to YouTube, search 1380 KCM. You can watch that. Now, uh, yes, the Arweva at Peyton Sheridan games postponed until January 20th. Lack of numbers um, right now is the issue there. Uh, so um, hopefully they'll be able to get that game in later. I'll run through the schedule here in a moment, but do want to mention uh, the Port Coon Rapids Baird boys last night. Uh, what a tough loss. Lost to ACGC on a last second. Step back, step sideways. Chuck it up three pointer, oh. uh, you know, oh, and prayer. stuff. Yeah, and and the kid, you, you, the moment it left his hands, you knew it was good. And he's a heck of a player, the Caden kid down there. Um, you could really tell he was comfortable taking the shot he took, but it was one of wow. those well defended. He had to kind of step sideways and and backwards on the right wing, drained it from probably 22, 23 feet uh, for a, a forty seven to forty six win. A shot this kid has probably done in the gym. A thousand, a thousand times, times. You know, absolutely. You got to tip your cap to the kid yep, that makes a do. shot like that. But now that's just that's practice time. It that's is putting time in the gym. It is. And the tough thing for the Crusaders, I hate to bring it up, but missed the front end of the one and one twice, and then went one of two at the free throw line in the final minute of the game. If they hit free throws, they're up by two scores, and and that last second heave of wow. the three doesn't 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 cost them a ball free game. Free throws so, and serving. Yep, absolutely. Time. So, but. Uh, Played well. Um, Tanner Oswald had a huge game last night. Lance Clayberg just continues to be a force inside and play so hard. But uh, um, you know, and then for the Coon Rapids Beard girls, had to play without Miranda McClellan, who's who is ill. Um, Breely Clayberg got in foul trouble. Marin um, basted everything she could offensively. Finished with 21 of their 34. Um, they were up by seven at the end of the first quarter, but then scored. They scored more points in the first quarter than they did the second and, or the third and the fourth quarters combined. So oh. they scored more in the first quarter than they did in yeah, the second half hurts. and ended up falling. Um, the Arweva girls played really well against a ranked and undefeated Storm Lake St. Mary's team for the first quarter last night, but um, ended up not scoring at all in the second or third quarter and scored just five points in the fourth quarter, so ended up getting kind of blown out there. And St. Then Mary's has a DeMars girl. They She's do. really, really good. Very, very her, good. 
her uh, her aunt was the all time leading scorer yep. uh, up at BV, and her uncle was there when I was there. And now coaches at uh, Aurelia Volleyball, and if dad, I remember correctly. Dad yeah. played there and was a very good player as well. Yep. So. And had Brother. some brothers and yeah. everything else. Yeah. And then uh, for the Arweva boys, played well last night, got their second win, kind of a dominant second quarter, snapped a six game losing streak for them. So waiting for that team to take off. There's enough talent there to be able to do that. So. All right. So video tonight, by the way, you've got that with the Carroll yes. game. Yep. Absolutely. I um, mean, again, just go to YouTube. Search 1380 KCIM, and you'll be able to pull up. Now, it's going to be two separate broadcasts. So once the girls' game ends, you'll have to go back in and find the boys' game. So it's not going to just continue to roll, but uh, it'll be two different separate broadcasts. The rest of the schedule tonight for basketball, um, Audubon girls varsity only down at Stanton starting at 6 o'clock. Coon Rapids-Baird will host Booyer Valley. Lynn Ralston's at Caminita and South Central Calhoun hosting OABCAG up in Lake City with a girl, girls game there starting at 6.30. And wrestling, Kemper hosting a lot of local teams here tonight. Carroll, Audubon, Coon Rapids, Baird, and Ridgeview all going to be there. Jeff Storyhun will be out taking pictures for us tonight beginning at 5.30 there. And then uh, South Central Calhoun entertaining Woodbury Central, Okaboji, and Alta Aurelia. It's going to be a fun night at the Kemper Gym. It is. All those local Absolutely. teams involved yeah. in that. So that is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. Once again, if you are an athlete, you want better performance, just talk to the great folks at uh, St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. They've got an eight-week workout program that will build strength, it will build power, and performance for you. 794-5241. That's 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Catch a podcast of Rewind coming up here on the website and the mobile app in just a few more minutes.